Are you trying to squeeze the starting solid food stuff into your already busy schedule? Well, I have an all-in-one done-for-you solution that's going to take the guesswork out of feeding your baby. My online program is called Baby Led Weaning with Katie Ferraro. It contains all of my baby led weaning training videos, the original 100 First Foods content library, plus a 100-day meal plan with recipes like the exact sequence of which foods to feed in which order. So if you want to stop trying to piece all this feeding stuff together on your own, I would be honored if you would join me inside of the program. You can get signed up at babyledweaning.co slash program. Have you tried peanut with your baby yet? So intact nuts and thick globs of nut butters are choking hazard for babies. So we can't do that, but we do need to get peanut protein into your baby early and often to help lower the risk of peanut allergy down the road. So my favorite way to do peanut for baby lead weaning is using the Puffworks Baby Peanut Puffs. Now, these are not those little starchy puffs that earlier eaters can't pick up, the ones you see at the grocery store in the container that oftentimes contain added sugar, sodium, and refined grains. No, the Puffworks Baby Peanut Puffs have no added sugar. They're about the size of your adult pinky finger, which is the perfect length for baby lead weaning. So I have students and parents always asking about like different puffs. I saw one today that a mom asked me about. It had three different allergens in it, which makes no sense because you can't observe for a reaction if your baby is trying three new allergenic foods at once. How do you know which of the ingredients is causing the reaction? The only potential allergenic ingredient in the Puffworks Baby Peanut Puffs is peanut. You can get 15% off of Puffworks Baby Peanut Puffs if you use my affiliate discount code BABYLED. So head to puffworks.com and enter that code BABYLED, L-E-D, at checkout. And good luck to you guys trying peanut. And if we go straight to a straw cup and kind of skip the open cup, it takes a while for kids to be able to master that. And that's when we'll start to really see those babies and young toddlers putting the whole straw in their mouth. Hey there, I'm Katie Ferraro, registered dietitian, college nutrition professor, and mom of seven specializing in baby led weaning. Here on the Baby Led Weaning Made Easy podcast, I help you strip out all of the noise and nonsense about feeding, leaving you with the confidence and knowledge you need to give your baby a safe start to solid foods using baby led weaning. Hey guys, welcome back. Today we're talking about straw cups. Now, I know you guys are so focused on your babies learning how to eat, and that is so important, but they also need to be learning how to drink out of something besides the breast or a bottle. And we know about the importance of open cup drinking, but today we're going to be talking about straw cups versus open cups and which one comes first. So because of the developmental nature of this topic, I wanted to bring on an expert to talk us through straw cups. And that today is my good friend, speech language pathologist and pediatric swallowing expert, Don Winkleman. Now, Don is also the designer of the new mini cup and straw system, which she's going to be taking us through the steps of how this kind of came to fruition, sharing why she designed a very different looking straw cup than what we're used to seeing. And I'm also going to ask Don to share a little bit about her three-step developmental drinking program. And then she'll talk to us a little bit about some of the feeding and developmental milestones that are related to your baby learning how to drink out of a straw cup. So let's dive in talking about straw cup versus open cup and which one comes first with guest Dawn Winkleman. All right. Hi, Dawn. Thank you so much for joining us back on the podcast again. Thank you so much for having me, Katie. All right. Now, our audience who knows you probably knows you as Miss Dawn SLP. And you guys, she's a speech language pathologist, also specializing in pediatric swallowing. But many of you may not be aware that like Dawn's expertise extends into product. She's actually an award-winning product designer. And much of our audience is familiar with the tiny cup and the mini cup. 
that you designed for Easy Peasy Dawn. But I'm wondering, could you tell us like a little bit of the backstory? What was the impetus for designing this new straw cup system for Easy Peasy? Well, thank you, Katie. Um, The rationale behind this and the reason and the energy that made me so passionate about making a straw cup is that I was seeing babies and toddlers not making their straw cup milestones. And then I was also seeing parents having difficulties transitioning off of the bottle at the right time because they had not introduced a straw cup. And then toddlers were also having delayed speech, which the straw cup actually can help with your toddler's speech. So because of those reasons, I really wanted to design a system that would actually work for all families and for kids of all abilities. Can you talk a little bit about feeding milestones and speech milestones. We have a whole separate episode and I'm going to link to it, you guys. It's six reasons to skip the sippy cup. And Dawn did that one. It's one of the most downloaded interview episodes I've done. So she'll talk more about sippy cups in that one and why you skip them. But could you just touch briefly on what milestones are related to feeding and speech that are tied in to straw cups? Yeah. So around six months of age, we want babies to be able to drink from an open cup. And that is a milestone that usually is shocking for parents. And then around nine to 15 months, we need to introduce a straw cup. And the rationale behind that from a speech standpoint is we're moving musculature of the mouth, specifically the lips, in order to help increase babbling, which is actually going to start during that time as well. Okay, Dawn, what is the difference between the beginner straw side versus the advanced straw side of your straw cup system? Like to me, a straw is a straw, but then I saw your straw. I'm like, well, hold up. This straw is different. Yeah. So the rationale behind all the changes in the straw cup that are very different than other cups on the market is basically my 25 plus years of experience being a feeding expert, teaching parents how to introduce a straw cup to kids. And there's so many unsafe things about straw cups out there. The first is the straw length. Most feeding therapists, we cut straws in half when we're teaching straw drinking. And we do that because the shorter straw is easier and safer for children to learn how to drink out of than a long one because kids actually have to hold their breath to be able to suck up the fluid. And what happens is that, you know, babies and toddlers can't hold their breath very long and they don't really have experience with that. So having these really long straws um, put children at risk for having gagging, coughing, and liquid coming out of their mouth or nose and choking. So I was seeing so many children struggle with that, that I really wanted the straw length to be safe, make it easy for parents to be able to teach straw drinking and also be able to have these two sides like we were talking about. The first side is the beginning straw, which has the sensory bumps at the top of the straw. And what that does is actually give a child the sensory feedback that they need in order to be able to know where their lips are supposed to be. A lot of kids master straw drinking but they're putting their entire mouth over half of the straw. And so they're actually doing more suckling than actually putting their lips around the straw and sucking. So we want them to not suckle. We want them to actually suck. And so one of the safety features of the mini straw is having those sensory bumps there to be able to give kids that feedback and let them know where they're supposed to place their lips. And then also on that training end of the straw, it's curved too. And the rationale behind that is that we want to keep kids' heads uh, midline. Usually with other straws, they have to tilt their head back, which opens up their airway, allowing liquids to possibly go into their lungs. And so having that curvature and those sensory bumps on the training side of the straw really makes it easy to be able to introduce straw drinking. 
Now, once parents see that their child is able to use that side of the straw safely, and it could take a couple of weeks or even a couple of months, but they're consistently using that straw safely, then they could just flip the straw over. And then we have the advanced side of the straw, which does not have the curvature and does not have the sensory bumps. And it looks like a regular straw. My phone is bursting at the seams with photos of our kids. And over the years, I've tried all sorts of different ways to store and share them with family members. So for a while, I would just text out pictures to the grandparents. And then we tried a shared photo album. But some people were using Google Photos and others preferred Facebook Messenger for pictures. And the more kids we had, the messier it got. Then I stumbled across the Family Album app. The Family Album app was created to give parents a secure and easy way to share photos and videos with loved ones. It's a totally secure, personal haven for your family's memories. I love that there's no third-party ads, no unwanted eyes, and it's totally free. No more scrolling through endless feeds or searching folders to find the picture of the kid that you need right now. Another cool feature about the Family Album app is you can order eight free photo prints every month to be delivered to your home. Which, if you think about how quickly your baby is changing, it's really nice to have some tangible pictures to hold onto or share to document the last month of your baby's life. If you're looking to level up your photo sharing and organization game with a secure, one-stop, easy-to-use photo organization app, head over to the App Store, search Family Album, download the Family Album app, and start creating a legacy of love one photo at a time. My advanced drinkers, Gus and Hannah, are loving taking the straw out and flipping it back and forth and back and forth like they're having so much fun with it. Isn't that so great? And we're really hearing more of that, that the kids are actually being able to do that on their own saying, okay, hey, I'm fatigued at dinner and I kind of need the sensory bumps to be able to encourage me. But for breakfast and lunch, when I'm not so fatigued, I don't need it and I can use the advanced straw. So it's fun to actually watch kids being able to um, have that independence, which is what we all want is having babies lead the way with being able to help their own milestones. And I love how you feeding therapists are always like cutting straws in half. And like you used to duct tape plates down to the table and then you see like these deficits in the existing products, but then you actually go out and design the solution that I'm sure like every feeding therapist is like, thank you, Don. But as a parent too, like, thank you. Because I have to admit there was a lot of limitations. I know I did a post last year. I reviewed 20 different weighted straw cups because people had asked for it and there wasn't one that I would have used in my own house. I'm like, I'll just skip it. So thank you for developing a product that parents appreciate, but that I know your colleagues that are feeding therapists really do as well. Thank you. Okay. So I know when I was a new mom and I was like learning about weaning my babies off of breast or bottle, and I was always confused about the order of things. So I just assumed it went breast or bottle to sippy cup and then to an open cup. And as I mentioned, you shared on our previous episode, six reasons to skip the sippy cup with Dawn Winkleman. She went all through the reasons why we don't want to do sippy cups. But I'm curious if you could tell us why open cup drinking mastery, if I understand it correctly, should come before straw cup. Yes. And the reason why is we want children to actually make the milestones around the age that we're expecting this development to occur. First is we want babies to be able to drink from an open cup held by an adult at six months. And we're doing that to be able to establish the lip development. We're working on lip closure during that time. Um, We're also starting solids during that time. And for those of you out there that are starting solids and your baby has an open mouth posture and all the food's coming out, nothing's being swallowed. This is an area that we really want to focus on is having that lip closure. And you can teach your baby how to do that by mastering an open cup. But then around nine months, we can start to introduce a straw cup. Now, I see some other feeding therapists and even parents trying to start that straw cup a little bit earlier. And what happens with that is that, again, they're not able to 
hold their breath for very long. They're not able to actually have that lip rounding because we need to have lip closure first from a muscular standpoint before we have lip rounding next. And that usually again starts to happen around nine months. So we can start introducing a straw between nine and 15 months of age and to be able to help that developmental progression. And then we're also changing up liquids during that time too. The liquids that we're putting into that open cup is breast milk or formula. And then the liquids that we're starting to put into the straw cup are breast milk, formula, purees, and even water at that point. So just to get that straight, you're basically saying, if I hear you correctly, that the lip closure is associated with the open cup drinking. And that comes before the need for the baby to learn lip rounding, which is what they need the straw from. Is that right? Yes, absolutely. And if we go straight to a straw cup and kind of skip the open cup, it takes a while for kids to be able to master that. And that's when we'll start to really see those babies and young toddlers putting the whole straw in their mouth. And what happens with that is that we are using oral musculature in the wrong way. So we want to be able to develop the mouth to be able to not only make those feeding and swallowing milestones, but also for the speech milestones that are coming as well. And one thing I've learned from working with you over the years is just to remind parents that Developing these feeding milestones and achieving them, they don't happen in a vacuum. At the same time, your baby's working towards feeding milestones. There's also working towards other developmental, including speech milestones. And I think it's so important that speech language pathologists are directly involved in infant feeding because as parents, we need to remember it's there's the speech is coming next and we need to do the things in feeding that will actually help promote baby's ability to meet the speech milestones. And being able to drink out of an open cup is a huge one. And I finally see parents getting that message. And again, that's due to a lot of the work that you do, Dawn, which is reminding us that these things are all linked. Yeah, it's really important. And you're right, more parents are learning about that because we're the experts in swallowing. And so it's interesting, the, the mouth is for respiration, phonation, and for swallowing, which is our area of expertise. And that's why when parents ask me and they're like, oh, my baby's having difficulty swallowing, you want to find a speech language pathologist that specializes in swallowing. And that also is able to kind of keep going with speech too. And that's something that happens often is that a family will be struggling with some feeding issues and we start mastering those feeding concerns. And then of course, you know, if when there's feeding delays or usually is speech delays as well. So then we kind of switch our therapy from feeding goals and objectives to speech goals and objectives and kids can be out of feeding therapy much quicker because we're really mastering both of those areas at the same time. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and works with your lifestyle as a parent or caregiver. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on the journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. And getting to know yourself can be a lifelong process, especially because we're always growing and changing. And I think this is particularly true for parents. I know firsthand how you can feel torn between your old baby-free, carefree self and this new, very challenging role of parenting a small person. Therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness and understanding, as well as talking through, things that can help you know what you want or why you react the way you do. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash weaning today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash weaning and get 10% off your first month today. 
All right, Don, let's talk about what to put in the straw cup. I know you and I are both proponents of breast milk and or formula only in the open cup early on, but what do you advise for parents as far as putting in the straw cup with regard to fluids? So we can continue with breast milk or formula, or like you say, you know, being able at 12 months to move on to cow's milk. And I'll let you talk more about that. But we can also put in purees, we can put in smoothies, and we can start putting in water. And so all of those different textures can actually do well in the mini cup and straw training system because I designed the diameter of the straw to be able to help thin liquids as well as thick liquids. And I wanted to do that for all these reasons for texture, but also for kids who have dysphagia, which is a swallowing disorder. And a lot of children need to have their liquids thickened in order to be able to swallow safely. And a lot of the straw cups out there are so narrow that they are unable to be able to use a straw cup. And again, not being able to achieve that milestone. So I wanted our straw cup to be able to work for kids of all abilities and be able to be successful with that. And if you guys have more questions about water and why both Don and I actually recommend on waiting on water, we have different reasons. Me as a dietitian and Don as a speech language pathologist. If you go back to episode 24, it's called Water when to offer your baby water and how much. And there's lots of great questions answered in there as well. Okay, Don, I know with my oldest, I never did a straw cup. Like I don't even know if that they existed or I knew that they existed, but is it imperative that a baby learns how to drink out of a straw cup? Or if you just decided to go like to the open cup, can you keep your baby on an open cup? Or like, do you definitely have to introduce the straw cup? I really encourage parents to introduce a straw cup because we have a developmental milestone for that. It's also, again, triggering those muscles of the mouth that are needed for speech. And of course, it's a convenience and safety issue too. When you're traveling, most families want to be able to have a straw cup. If you're taking your child to daycare or to school, they're insisting on a straw cup versus an open cup. So it's a skill that we need to master at home and to do it safely, like using the training system that I developed and making it easy for children to be able to drink out of all types of cups, open cups, as well as straw cups. And Don, I know you do like full-blown hour and multiple hour long trainings on this. So to answer it in one question on a podcast might not be possible, but could you explain at least like high-level overview of your three-step developmental drinking program? So my rationale for the developmental drinking system and why it's so important for parents is to be able to establish open cup drinking and straw cup drinking. So if you get the mini cup and straw training system on the back of the packaging has my three-step system. So the first step is making sure that we're working on an open cup drinking, establishing those milestones. And then the second step is using the beginning training straw to be able to make your child feel comfortable and safe and secure with using a straw cup. And then once your child is able to do that successfully, you're in step three, which is the advanced training straw. And you can do all of that with one product. So don't throw the packaging out is what you're saying. Correct. All right, Dawn, where can our audience go to learn more about your work and in particular, the mini cup straw training system that you developed for Easy Peasy? Yeah, so they can go to my website at missdawnslp.com. That's M-S-D-A-W-N-S-L-P.com. And they can purchase the products at easypeasyfun.com. All right. And I'm going to link up all of Dawn's resources, including some of the other episodes that we referenced in the show notes for this episode, as well as if it's okay, Dawn, I want to show the image that you guys have that has the back of the packaging that kind of explains how the system works. Because I think once people see that, they're like, oh, 
this is a really different straw cup than anything else that's ever been created. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing that. Sure. And that'll be on the show notes for this episode at blwpodcast.com. And if you guys want to check out the easy peasy straw cup that Don created, if you go to easypeasyfun.com, the code KD10 always works for 10% off there. Well, Don, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. And congratulations on the straw cup. It's a really important part of the feeding world now. Thank you so much for having me. And I hope that all of you explore some mealtime independence with the straw cup. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that episode all about the straw cup versus the open cup with Don Winkleman. She is a speech language pathologist. She's also a pediatric swallowing expert. And then she's an award-winning product designer on top of that. So I think there's nobody more well-equipped in the entire world of infant feeding to be talking and teaching about straw cups than Miss Dawn. I am going to put a link to all of the resources that she mentioned in this interview on the show notes for this episode, which you can find at blwpodcast.com forward slash 101. That's 101. And I'll also be linking to the new Easy Peasy straw cup system that she designed for Easy Peasy. If you guys ever want to check out their products, my discount code Katie 10 works for 10% off at easypeasyfun.com. That is my affiliate discount code. Again, the code with all of the links that Dawn mentioned will be in the show notes at blwpodcast.com forward slash 101. Thanks for listening. Bye now. Like a lot of moms out there, I will totally admit I am quite type A. I am a total taskmaster, and one of my weekly work tasks is to review the feedback forms that our new students in my program, which is called Baby Led Weaning with Katie Ferraro, that they leave for us. So basically, this form asks a lot of questions about you and your baby and your baby's feeding and medical history, any concerns that you might have or fears about starting solid foods, and all of this data helps me when I'm answering parent questions inside of our weekly live office hours so I can then tailor my response to your particular baby and situation, right? Because it's not a one-size-fits-all approach when it comes to what your baby's eating, right? Because maybe your baby has an egg allergy or another mom in the program. She might really be struggling with how to make meat safe because she doesn't like to cook. So this week on the forum, there's a new mom named Janine, and she wrote, and this is her quote, I researched a lot on the internet, and I have a lot of books. I saw a lot of other baby-led weaning programs, but in the end, this is the one that I realized is what I'm really looking for as a new mom. I love that Katie's program has a community and that there are videos for everything you need to know and how to make the foods. And what I love the most is that there's already a meal plan ready. And this just like stopped my heart because this is exactly why I created the Baby Led Weaning with Katie Ferraro program. I wanted to literally put everything that you need to know about starting solid food safely in one place with a super easy to follow 20 full weeks meal plan. Okay, there's 20 weeks because it's five foods a week. I want your baby to get to those 100 new foods before they turn one because I also know you have a lot going on as a new mom and hunting and pecking all over the internet to try to figure out what am I going to feed this baby? That is not the solution. So if you want to check out the Baby Led Weaning with Katie Ferraro program, I would be honored to work with you and your baby. You can head to babyledweaning.co to get started and hopefully I'll be reading your feedback soon too.